Hey, it's Matt. And Autumn. And you're listening to Getting Getting Stiffed. Stiffed. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you are enjoying a semi-heat wave again, I feel like. Yeah, did it stop? It cooled off for a little bit. We had some rain. Uh, We just say that because our house is insanely hot, but is still infested with flies all of a sudden. Yeah, this is... This is absolutely how I'm getting there, stiffed this week. We, we had three the other day, two now there's in like my coffee. Now there's like 300. I washed the dog bowls this weekend because they were swarming them. Yeah. It was weird. It's there's not nothing like, in them. Like yeah. It's not like we have windows or anything open. Mm-mm. And even if we did, most of our windows don't even have screens. It's just another window on the outside of the house. Yeah. So. And also where we do have windows, we have screens. So. Right. I don't fucking know. Uh, yeah, funny. It's an old house. They're probably yeah, just like yeah, crawling in through holes yeah. in the walls. Uh, for the record, the stair, that door that leads outside by the stairs, I don't think has good ceiling on it. That's probably so. fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, I guess funny story that one day Bella totally punched out the screen in one of our <laughs> windows. We were on the front porch and she's like, I'm coming and just came she out was the pissed. window. She was like, you guys left me in yeah. here. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that somehow. Mm-hmm. Well, other than our ridiculous amount of flies, Autumn, how have you been getting stiffed this week? Honestly, I had a really good week, which I never fucking say, so I feel like this is a record. Just, like, really, like, chill right now. Like, I think part of it is my stress is at such a high level that I just don't feel anything. (laughs) Um, Because I have not been sleeping well, which I'm, luckily, my roommates did not hear this morning, but I, like, was fighting something in my sleep. Like, I distinctly remember in the dream fighting something. I have no idea what it was. But I woke up yelling and, like, kicking. And I was like, well, it's 3 a.m. I guess I'm up now. So, um, but yeah, I guess the only really major thing that I feel like I got stiffed on is Taylor Swift did not put the unreleased song Need on Speak Now, Taylor's version. But I guess it all balances out because um, Joey King and Taylor Lautner were in a music video. So, that yeah. I, I guess I'll take that. That's fine. You're like, I'll settle. She's this, she's so. like stealing my one little piece of happiness, but like it's fine. It's fine. Yes, that was. Uh, it's a very good music video. Very good. It song. is. I watched it like three hundred times. Yeah. The premiere of it was great. Yes. I rewatched the yes. premiere a lot. Yep. Um, also, did you see the clip that uh, Taylor Lautner's moves in that music video yes. were from yes. the SNL? Yes. Yes. Same thing of that. Yeah. So. I mean, he's always done his own stunts. Yeah. But it's just great seeing it come full circle. Oh yeah. And well, and together. he's talked. He's talked in interviews and stuff prior, like even after they broke up. Like he thought that was a bit when it happened. Like when Kanye came up on stage and said all that stuff, and like he was like, "I feel horrible because I was laughing. Like I thought it was like." And he was backstage, so he couldn't like hear what was going on up front. Um, and so he said he like couldn't hear the booing. Um, and he said when she came off stage, she was crying, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Like, but yeah. And now look who is doing really well, and look who sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's always sucked, in my opinion. He really, yeah. Sorry, y'all. I never really liked him. Well, I don't like him as a human. He had, like, a good album. A one good album. It really, really (laughs) changed the face of music, and then after that, it was like, woo! And now he's my gosh. But, uh, Matt, how have you been getting stiffed this week? Um, I guess, uh, Parallel Path Heroes, I kind of fell asleep last night. Dude, so our like, other roommate like, came home yesterday from being on vacation for two weeks. I think she brought some bad energy into this house. Yeah. Julia, fuck I, you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Julia. <laughs> I was tired, but then I couldn't fall asleep. And then I woke up like five million times to pee. I surprisingly did sleep through where you were like apologizing. Like, sorry if y'all heard me wake up. I was like, no, I think that's because I finally had fallen asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> I also took a nap before we recorded this. I was just like, I am tired. I still feel exhausted, but... We are powering through. I'm running on three hours of sleep, and I have not felt better in at least a week. Otherwise, agreed. I also kind of had a good week. Uh, I found uh, a place to live, and with somebody, like, I don't know this person beforehand, but we had a lot of mutual friends. They checked me out. I checked them out through them, and yeah, I think it's going to be a good fit. That, honestly, when you told me that, I was like, that is such a good move on both of your parts. Like, I didn't even think about it, but then I reached out to... um, a couple of people and different people than this person had mentioned. So right. also, I'm going to be in a nice part of town for very cheap. Right. Like yeah. it's houses, even 
she was like, yeah, we're just basically paying the property tax on this for the person. Like, we are getting a steal on this. Mainly because wow, the guy's old. Yeah. And he does own quite a few houses. Okay, so he probably isn't really looking at the map. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he owns five houses all right next to each other right. in the area. Like, has the money right. and stuff. So those so. are all, like, apartments? or are they're they all houses. houses. Okay. Because that's right like in the spot where, like, half of them are, like, apartments or duplexes and half yeah. of them are houses. But... So it's like three houses next to each other and then one house behind it. And that house like houses like the storage garage and that house is like the laundry. But it's like its own like unofficial like apartment complex. Interesting. So I think it would be a good fit. Also, I will also be like a mile from Autumn still. Literally. (laughs) Very close. Well, the dogs went wild because we have utility road work going on Well, one dog went wild. So yeah, one dog. Bella was half asleep and was like, what? Huh? (laughs) Yeah, I, I am laughing just because we aren't going to get away from each other, so. This um, is true. I walk past the house all the time, like I said. The other, but I know, I still actually haven't seen your actual new house in person. Well, technically, I've only seen it once, yeah. so. Well, I don't even, I don't even remember what it looks yeah. like on the inside. I'm just making yeah. it up at this point. Someone asked me the other day, like, like, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? And one of my coworkers, like, rattled it off, and he, like, knew the square footage, and I looked at him, and I was like, how do you know that? And he's like, I looked up the Zillow listing. So yeah, like the Zillow I'm listing. glad the other people around me know what my right. house looks like. Cause I, I also I looked I looked at the photos the first time and haven't looked at it since. Then. Right. It also I mean we're obviously repainting a bunch of shit. So um, the other good news is on Monday, so three days after this airs, I officially get anal Botox. Every time someone says Botox, I just can't convince myself that it is a good thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know it has like real like health impacts that are good yeah. but it is like every time I hear it I'm like oh god you won't be able to move it which yeah. I guess in this case but is like you not... don't have to get as much then right. like you can get a little bit also that's like you're thinking cosmetic this is right like or I had one of my previous one of my former students um, used to get it for migraines oh yeah I know a lot of people mm-hmm. who get it because like, yeah. that act as a nerve blocker too. right right or yeah so like I know that. it has like non-cosmetic uses I just yeah. my brain is like eh. yeah so also I thought I had to pay a lot of money up front because this new insurance sucks and I haven't hit my deductible, but I called them today and they said, it's just an estimate. You can pay that if you want to, but you don't have to pay anything until you get a bill. Perfect. So that takes a lot of stress off because yeah. I was stressing and now I'm just like, nope, today is a good day. We we're doing that. fine, fine. We found housing. We're going to get a Botox. We might not be sleeping, but we're, we're turning a new leaf. Things are working out as they always do. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, but to also kind of circle back, out of Taylor Swift's Speak Now, what is your favorite vault, from the vault song? I'm really torn between I Can See You and Castle's Crumbling. I, my like dream like duet has always been like Taylor Swift and Haley Williams. So like that, that song is like everything I was expecting it to be for sure. Um, I Can See You is like always stuck in my head, <laughs> but not in like a bad way. It's just like a fun song. It's and it very, it's, like, very reminiscent of, like, when you, like, first met someone and you were, like, 19 and you're, like, making eye contact across the room and you're, like, they're really hot. Like, that's, like, a fun little, I don't know. So, I think that one's fun, too. Yes. So, I'm very torn between the two. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, mine is Electric Touch. I don't know. I just love what she does with the rift on the word touch. I love Fallout Boy. Yeah. Like, love Fallout Boy. I was a little confused by that choice first she also really likes Fall Out Boy if you were curious um, but it's grown on me since yes. I also think too I saw that and I was like where is this song gonna go and right. I think it has the right amount of pop to the mm-hmm. right amount of rock like it's not heavy on one or the other it right. really brings out the strengths of both of them and just right. like when they both sing the uh, chorus together during the one time they do the chorus and they're both singing I was just like this, this is great also, like, because that song is also reminiscent of, like, I'm about to, like, meet somebody, and, like, is this going to kickstart mm-hmm. a love relationship, or is this, like, no. So, like, I just kind of like that, like, jittery nerves before, like, right. meeting somebody, or, like, even, like, on the second date, like, oh, there was chemistry the first time, is this going to, like, keep going and stuff? So, yeah. very reminiscent of, like, 19, 20 years old, and, like, right. being on the dating scene for, like, right. all the songs. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, so that one's been on a repeat for me. Is there so. one of the re-records you think is the best? That's not a trick question. No, I know. I was just thinking of that. I mean, or that you've like rediscovered that you really liked before yeah. and you're like, oh my god, I forgot how much I liked this song. 
Because I, I realize not everyone analyzes them to the same extent that yeah. I Yeah. I mean, Mean was always my favorite song from Speak Now. So song. just, like, having it re-recorded and, like, still being kind of that, like, young country. Like, she still has, like, the reminiscent of that. Because, right. like, her voice has matured a little bit over yeah. the years. Like, oh, it's yeah. like, you listen to debut. And she it's, is. Like, she's, she's a young, much better singer now. She's much better. Also, her voice isn't, like... It's a little deeper, I would argue. Oh, absolutely. So just, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think in general, just the fact that she kind of still captured the essence of Speak Now being, right. you know, what, 14 years later, yeah. 13 years later, yeah. something like that is just amazing in general. So it's, I was like thinking about this yesterday. Like it must be so interesting as like any kind of like artist. So whether it's like painting or photography or like singing or really anything like looking back on your like old work like and being able to find I guess like the like remembering the emotions that like triggered this or like remembering like the situation you were in or like how you were feeling when you wrote this like that is such an interesting thing and then to basically try and recreate what you did like you really have to kind of like reconnect with that part of yourself. Um, and so I, from, I guess, just like a general human standpoint, I'm like so curious, like, do you think she like talks about this in therapy? Like she's like reliving mm-hmm. some of these like old, not that she's like still into any of these guys or anything like that, but like reliving some of these old well, situations that like some are really great, some are horribly traumatic. Sure. Like, I don't know, cause like I, w- that was one thing I think I forgot to say in the episode after we saw Taylor Swift in concert, like, the fact of her, like, embracing her past, like, fully embracing it and, like, coming yeah. on to her and being, like, I'm singing songs from when I was, like, 17 and 18. Right. And still, like, I don't think, like, shame would be the right word, but, like, still wanting that to fully be a part of, like, right. her career and right. her eras and stuff. I'm like, yeah, she's evolved and she's changed, but I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, I'll never, like, re-sing those songs right. from my early days. She's like, no, I'm fully embracing them. I mean, obviously, right. she's trying to literally re-own all of them. Yeah. Because, like, I think about, too, like, just, like, how much from my past I just, like, want to forget or black out. Right. Exa- not, that's like, exactly what I was thinking. Like, there are so many things that, like, obviously, like, very much influence, like, the person that I am. But, like, I try to ignore. And I wonder, like if she compared herself, you know, at the beginning of, like, the re-records to the end, if she would see, like, a lot of growth, because, like, obviously those songs are very vulnerable, and, like, she has to kind of fully embrace them, and then, you know, she's singing about a recent relationship, and some of these, like, that's, that's, like, another level of, like, just, like, accepting yourself as you are, which is, like, wild to me. Yeah. Who does that? Literally not us. So and we're fun. in therapy. Which uh, is I'm in therapy talking about this every other week, and I'm still feeling like that, like same, like purity culture guilt about like moving in with my partner because we're not married. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Trauma. Well, yeah, trauma. Which also, like, I think that's where we're going today. Officially, we're. Uh, I feel like we've had a couple things kind of trigger yeah. off, uh, not necessarily trigger us, but trigger off the thoughts of stuff of like religious trauma and like there's a part of you that like wants to be done with it like because i've right i think i've wrapped up a good portion of my religious trauma Mm -hmm. like it'll never fully be wrapped up but i've been able to deal with a lot of stuff and like move on so like for my experience this week people are like now being like so why aren't you a christian anymore like asking these questions like years down the road of like it's been clear i'm not a christian for a while and Mm -hmm. i guess i just was like Guys, the gay thing really made me do a lot of self-introspect and searching. Right. Even for a while, I tried to, like, reconcile the two and be a gay Christian. And I went to very liberal churches. And I finally was just like, this is something still just not sitting right with me. And I'm right. done trying to do this work and be something that I'm not or whatnot. Right. And so, like, it's just, like, weird, though, when people, like, literally have no idea why I would not be a Christian anymore. And I'm like... Right. Because you all told me I was going to burn in hell for the longest time. I'm sorry that at some point I just said I'm over right. this. Hell sounds more fun. Like, yeah. fuck. I, and I hate that question too because I think, like, religion, I think we, religion is, like, its own thing. But, like, I feel like a lot of times people don't think about, like, the spirituality aspect of it. Like, I would say I'm not religious anymore, but I definitely would say I'm spiritual. Like, I don't really think that, like... There is yeah. a specific God. If there is, I don't really care because he's done a shit job. Um, 
my partner and I make this joke all the time. Like, every time we see something stupid or, like, something bad happens, we're like, oh, God has to be a man. A woman would not make these decisions. Um, but, like, I definitely think that, like, there is a lot of, like, beauty and, like, symmetry and, like, human existence in the world. And so, like, I think there's something. And I just think our tiny human brains are, like, we need to put words to this. And it's like, what if we just enjoyed it? You know? Like, why do we have to put words to it? So that, that question bothers me because it also, if you look at like every major religion, there are so many similar stories across all of them. Like, why are we sitting here saying that like my specific sect of this specific religion is correct? Like that is something I've never really been able to wrap my brain around. Um, and I think the older I get, the more I'm like, that is such a terrible reason to be intolerant of the people around you because you are so convinced that you're right. Like that you won't even listen. Yeah, that's yeah. been on my mind recently. Yeah. My therapist and I spend a lot of time, and this is like not just like in the religious aspect, in like of multiple areas of my life of balancing like what do I need to like get off my chest and what like isn't worth saying to people because they're not ready to listen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we have a lot of these conversations where we go back and forth and I'm like, I know how this is going to play out. And she's like, but will you feel better if you do it anyway? It will play out exactly the way that you pointed out. Like, that is totally exactly what's going to happen. But, like, how are you going to feel afterward? And so, like, that's, like, something that I think I've really been wrestling with recently because it's, like, if I start, like, being honest in answers like that where I'm, like, you know what? Like, I stopped because you couldn't answer any of my fucking questions. And, like, you told me that you can have uh, predestination and free will at the same time, which literally doesn't make sense. Like, that, like, is burned in my brain is, like, the moment that I was, like, Maybe I should be looking into this more. Um, that like, it's just it's just like so strange to me that like people are not willing to talk about that. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's like worth bringing that conversation up with people I care about. Sometimes we can have great conversations w- with people who are religious. You and I have both done that. Yeah. Um, and we've walked away from it with like <laughs> I would like to say heightened respect for the other party, but I would say most people like are not ready to have that conversation. Yeah. And I think maybe that's kind of where I struggle with too, because like uh, the conversation I had the other day, 90% of it went exactly how I thought it would go. But like it wasn't bad, but it was just like, all right, like I have a chance in this conversation to finally say what's been on my mind for years or to keep shying away from this because like I don't feel like this person wants to listen. And like to some extent, this person I don't think fully was listening because their response was, well, did God come down and tell you specifically to right. your face that you're going to burn in hell? And I'm right. like, no, but when has he come down and talked to anyone in a long time? Right, exactly, like, exactly. He hasn't come down and confirmed himself either that he even yeah. exists. And like, they're, they're making these arguments and I'm like, they no longer make sense to me because like, I don't believe in that God. Like, and I think to your point too, like, right. I'm spiritual I don't think I have it fully figured out, but like I fully agree, there there's gotta be something bigger to. out there. Like I right. think yeah. we should stop trying to wrap our tiny little lizard brains around it. It's really okay. Yeah. yeah, and but like I was just like, and I think too, like I have certain people in my life. I just was like, I have put the work in. I've done my own work, but I don't see you doing it. And like, do you? I don't see you ready to listen because like. I'm not an expert on this, but, like, I have looked into, like, C.S. Lewis was a universalist. So, like, I looked into right. universalism. What does it mean to say that no matter what you do on this earth, God saved everyone and everyone will end up in heaven? And mm-hmm. it's funny if you follow that path down, like, purgatory starts to make sense. And since I grew up in such an anti-Catholic church, where, like, right. literally the church I grew up in thought Catholic, I still think Catholics will burn in hell because they aren't true Christians. Like, literally, that was definitely that's the like, when I was growing up. Yeah. That's like the weird thing to be like, how can I say I'm a Christian and believe in this specific vein of Protestantism, Protestants, and right. like, they literally believe that Catholics are going to hell because Catholics aren't, believe the same God and they do weird ritual. And then you're like, that's when you start questioning yourself right. and you go, somewhere along there we've gotten twisted. But that was originally back to say, universalism actually allows room for purgatory to still say, hey, if you do a shit job on this earth, you still have to pay for your sins in some way, but at the end of that, you're still going to end up in heaven and stuff. And I've done all this research, and it is funny, like, especially the church I grew up in, so many people just took our pastor's Same. word for it. And also, if you think about it, I've heard people say this too, the gospel of Jesus is really just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The rest of the New Testament is technically the gospel of Paul. And the more you look into Paul, Paul was 
a racist bigot. Like, he's right. and a misogynist. Like, there are things that he says in there that you're like, oh, right. crap. Like, if you really look into, like, the thing. And this is the thing is, like, I went to Bible school, so I got some of that original Greek and Hebrew true translations. Same, yes. the American translation. Right. And you're like, oh, this passage has been misinterpreted, but the American church takes it as yes. truth. And then you're like, no, 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 we've all collectively fucked up. We need right. to fix right. that. Right, And they're so. like, eh, it's fine. So, yeah. yeah, there's just, like, so many holes and stuff. And it's, like, I also want to say, like, it wasn't, like, I just willy-nilly stopped becoming a Christian. Like, it was a right. years-long oh yes. process. I probably wouldn't have even for sure said that until, like, two or three years ago. That I was fully, like, I, there is no part of me that, like, identifies with this yeah. anymore. Yeah, I think five years ago, I was te- already teetering on the edge. I just hadn't put it in words. Right. But, like, after a year in therapy, I was like, oh, I'm stopping not a Christian. Right. So. And it's like, I think you and I both have seen ways in which, like, religion can be really beneficial for people. But I think, and we may have talked about this before, I'm not sure, like, where it gets dangerous is when you are taking something that, like, is really beneficial for you and trying to force it on other people. Yes. Like, psychologically, religion can be really healthy for people, and it also can really fuck you up. Like, and so there's there's this, like, balance of, like, if that is what, you know, gets you up in the morning, that's great. I, quite frankly, don't really need the, like, motivation of, like, I have to be a good person, and I have to, you know, do this so that, like, I go to this place afterward. Like, I'm just, like, cool ceasing to exist. Like, I don't feel the need to, like, need to know what comes next. I don't really need there to be anything that comes next. Like, the world existed before me. It'll exist after me. Like, I'm, like, a, a blink in, like, time. And so I wonder sometimes if that's, like, a generational difference, too, where, like, our parents needed more of, like, a there has to be something better than this, right? And we're just like, well, this sucks. <laughs> Can't really get any right. worse than this. Can't get any worse, but it probably isn't going to get better. So I guess this is what we have. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people in our age range are more of the, like, I don't need the, like, reassurance that there is something else. Yeah. Which also could explain the, like, drastic drop in church attendance in our age range. But also, like, along that, we see people who claim to be Christians in the public sphere and then use that to strip away rights abuse their power, molest children, rape women, like, take advantage of people. And then you have, like, Christians who go, like, well, we're not like that. But then you, like, bring it down to the church level and you see how much spiritual abuse and emotional stuff can happen at a church. Like, thankfully, a lot of people from my past all agree that this one church we went to was actually horrible. And they did so much damage. And there are, like... People who are still reeling from that damage years later. And you're just like, yeah, so even though these people are doing it on national television, they're still doing it within their small pocket of the world. Right. Because, again, men want power. And Paul wanted power. Like, honestly, like, if I feel like if I'd met Paul in real life, Mm -hmm. I would have punched him in the face. Like, Uh, Nate and I were talking yesterday. He had, so he has class on Monday nights now. And he was telling me about a conversation that they had had in class where... Um, they were kind of going back and forth. The class didn't like totally agree on the topic that they were discussing, but something that someone said that like stuck with me that's very like relevant here, I think is like, yes, there is objective and subjective reality, but who is creating the objective reality? It is overwhelmingly straight white men. And that is true of the church as well. And so like, while you as a human may not be experiencing like the awful aspects of your religion that some other people are it doesn't mean that like those people are also not experiencing it it's just because like you happen to like be experiencing it in the positive way if that makes sense well you built the system to work in your right exactly exactly um or you have been conditioned to think that this is a positive thing did you get around to watching that one tiktok i sent you about the lady who breaks on the guy who's talking about how a lot of people who need church have not experienced going to live music and live concerts a lot. No, when was that? Um, this was a while ago, but it's like a, almost, it's a very long TikTok. Did you send so, it to me on TikTok? I think, I know, I actually think I saved it and messaged it to you because okay. I know you're not normally on TikTok. I was going to say, yeah. So, and sometimes your messages come through weirdly and then the video is tiny. That, yeah. For that, I, that's weird. 
Uh, but anyway. basically, this TikTok breaks down that part of the reason a lot of people go to church is to have this, like, communal experience. Like, to right. your point, I think, like, some people can find it good, but the emotions you feel during, like, a praise and worship session, especially in modern-day Christianity, where it's, like, this big thing, like, that's the same as that thing that happens at a concert. Right. And, like, so you can use music to kind of, I don't, emotionally manipulate is it's what some people are doing, but you can play with people's emotions through music. Have you ever watched a movie? The soundtrack yeah. is so intentional it's, in a movie. Yes. They're evoking an emotion from yes. you. So they were talking about how like, hey, you get the same exact emotional experience mm -hmm. at a concert that you can get in church, which is why like, you are like, you have, especially uh, Pentecostalism, you get this like, oh my God, the spirit moved upon me and da da da. And it's like, you can literally get that evoking just from going to a live concert. Right. And Christians don't want to have, like, that conversation and really break right. down what that means. Because really, at the end of the day, it really just shows how, like, similar humanity really right. is. And that, like, at a base level, we really are on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, I'm not saying that's really how the world works and stuff, but, like... No, but everybody's looking for an in-group. In-group, yeah. Everyone I wants to be I work with sororities. Accepted. Like, that is... Everybody wants to be in the in-group. Yeah. But it's like, you select your own in-group in a lot of ways. Yeah. And they also select you. Yeah. And, like, unfortunately for me, it just, like, I think the the church groups that I was involved in, like, it no longer felt like it was for me. Mm -hmm. Not that it ever really was. Yeah. But as I got older and learned to, like, interrogate that, like, I was like, I don't want to be in this space. Yeah. This is not for me. I don't want what you're telling me I need to look like, so... Did you have the, uh, like, church group where, like, to be on the inner circle, you really had to conform to what the church said and what the youth pastor said, and then so people yep. started dressing the similar, saying the same thing, listening to the same mm -hmm. music, just all this stuff, and, like, and at the end of the day, everyone's just the same exact person. And, and I like, talked to none of those heck? people now. Actually, yeah. that's a lie. I probably talked to one. From um, my youth group, no, I don't talk to any of them. I don't think I... Well, the, the people who fell away and also became non-Christian, I feel like right. we kind of, like, reclaimed some stuff back, but... And I, like, I had a boyfriend in high school who became super religious, and quite frankly, that is when our relationship got really bad. And that was another big, like, I spent a long time trying to rectify my view of religion with my, like, experience with him, where I was like, why is someone who is so good in this aspect so bad in others and it probably took me until because i went to church all through college like i kept going i had friends yeah. i went with um I we found in sunday school yep. in college like, we I found we found that. a church we did like which i will say i think part of it was like going with a group of people that i did like but eventually we left that church too because they because we were in a sorority we're like mm, we don't really want you here and so like that was its own experience of like well, now we're being othered in another way. Like, so it's just, yeah. it's been an interesting journey. I would say I didn't fully, like, disconnect from, like, normal, like, church-going behavior until I took a year off after college and got mono and didn't move for a month, and then I just never went yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, I moved away, and then I, when I came back, I visited one time, so I'm like, oh, you're back, are you going to jump back into Sunday school? I was like, I was, like, kind of keeping on the deal, but, like, I'm full-blown gay now, and then they always want to separate you by men and women. Right. And then you're like, well, how am I supposed to fit in with those homophobic men who won't accept right. me? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, right. And even as, like, a high schooler and, like, early college student, I was already experiencing what you see in a lot of churches where, like, I'm sure the pastor is making a livable wage. He's living on the church's dime in the, uh, what the fuck is that? Parsonage. Um, the building usually connected to the church or next to the church, whatever. Um, and the church is almost entirely run by volunteers who are overworked. Like, love my dad, but I see him do this every time he gets involved in the new church. He inevitably makes it onto, like, their leadership, and then suddenly it's eating up so much of his time. Like, he works yeah. multiple jobs, too. You don't have time for that. Yeah. Um, but I ended up one year, me and one of my girlfriends, we could not have been older than 18, like, single-handedly ran vacation Bible school for my entire church, which was probably, like, upwards of 100 kids and I was like this is terrible why would I ever do this again like no one wants this 
So. And uh, when it comes to church, parents are just like some Karens sometimes, and right. it's ridiculous. Right, and the church gets mad if you don't have events like that, but nobody wants to help. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, the four of us that are doing things are working an additional full-time job on top of our normal lives. Oh, yeah, I gave so much of my time to church, especially in high school, and I was at church like five times a week, and it was just, it's exhausting. Yeah. So it's the same people doing If God everything. really cared that much, he would tell me he wanted me to do it again. He came down right now and was like, "Oh, you better fucking do this." I'd be like, "Sure, dude, that's great. You know, I'll, I'll go right now." Even if God came down and told me what to do, I'd probably still be like, "No one fucking tells me what to do." I'd be um, like, "You're gonna come with me, though. We're yeah, gonna do this together. Yeah. This is a team effort yeah. now, bitch." Speaking of God telling you what to do, did you grow up with the idea of God's perfect will versus His permissible will? Yes. So, for those who don't know what this is, the perfect will is God literally has one specific perfect ultimate dream for your life. He's already created it, planned it out. He planned it out before he even created it. Yeah, he planned it out forever. It is your job, though, to figure out what that is and then follow in those footsteps. He will give you no hints. No hints. But God's permissible will is, well, you were supposed to be president of the school, but you went on to uh, become an accountant. But God allows that to happen. Right. Like, he will allow it to happen because you kind of have free will, even though your free will is right. to find the perfect right. path for your life. So I don't know about you, but like I was, I remember one time I literally prayed about what classes I should take in high school yep. and what route I should go. And like, even as an adult, it's like, well, what shitty city should I move to? Like, I shouldn't move to a city unless God's giving a clear right. direction. And can you, and if did I'm you not, ever pull like the most random shit that happened? Like you drop something and it would land in a certain way and you'd be like, oh, that's a decision I have to make. Like, just like yep. trying to find some sort of like tangible oh, yeah. answer to your questions. Yeah. Contemplating going to my Bible school in Denmark, mm-hmm. and two weeks later, this group from Denmark walked into my Pizza Hut that I worked at, like truly from Denmark, and I was oh. like, "This is a sign." Right. Rather right. You're than like, just oh my like, god. Rather than just like coincidences and serendipity does happen because like the earth kind of works that way, but like, but one of those two like. How and also, that fear. You were did I looking, go to the wrong You city? were looking for that. Yeah. And so you're going to find it if you're looking. Yeah. It's that whole, like, different stages of luckiness where, like, right. obviously, yeah, if you walk around in Hollywood, you're probably <laughs> right. going to run into someone right. famous. You're not going to have that happen in a little farm town in Iowa unless you know that person's going to be there. Right. But, like, just having that fear of, like, oh, life isn't working out right now because I'm not in God's perfect will and this is why things are falling apart. Right. And, like... I don't know, I, I get it. We all want to explain away why bad things happen to oh, us. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, they're happening to everyone. And right. life isn't easy no matter what for anyone, so. And sorry, but, like, I don't think that I want to interact with a God who just, like, lets children be murdered at school or people die from cancer or any number of other bad things that can happen. Like, if you can stop that and you don't, you suck. I just, the old, I, for some reason when I was younger, I could justify that. And maybe it was more of like that they must have done something to deserve it. Or like some of that like underlying like discourse. But now I'm just like, if I genuinely had the power to stop literally any bad thing that could happen, even if someone I hated was experiencing that bad thing, I would still do it. Like, why would you not? Because it's teaching them something. What are you learning? Like, it's almost like Learning God. How to die. It's almost like God is like playing a game of Sims, and he just thinks this is funny. Like that's not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> also, like if God loves everyone unconditionally, but has this secret plan for your life, and right. you have to figure it uh-huh. out, like that's not a scavenger hunt. That's not. No, the I don't want to do that. I want to have fun. I want to do shit. Figure something out, and then always being paralyzed by fear. So, like, I know that right. was one of the biggest thing. Is like once I walked away from Christianity and like shed that thought process. It opened me up to being like, you're right. At a moment's notice, I can switch careers. I can switch places I live. I can literally just pack up my life and move if I want to because I do have that freedom too. Right. And there's literally nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There, yeah. That's the other thing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like I have two degrees and I still to this day struggle with the fact that I've never fully felt like I've utilized either of them. And it's like, that's okay. Like I'm still like making money. I'm still like... Working, which is like its whole other thing. Um, but like, just because I like my degree is in that thing does not mean I have to like work in that area if I decide I don't want to. Yeah. Was it an expensive mistake? Maybe, but I can make those. That's okay. 
you can make mistakes. You also now just have knowledge that you have right, that like you right. wouldn't have had before. And how much useless knowledge do I have anyway that I'm right, never exactly. going to use I can, I can literally quote every Taylor Swift song for you right now if you ask me to. The rest of this podcast just be me <laughs> quoting Taylor Swift lyrics. And that is not going to affect where right. your, in air quotes, eternal soul goals. Right. So. Goes, not goals. It's eternal soul goals. Eternal soul goes. Wow. Listen, that's... Yeah. Wins are hard. Um, it's funny that you brought up... Um, fuck, what did you call it? No, I'm blanking. The perfect, perfect will versus... Yeah. Permissible yep. will, yeah. So we were introduced to that initially through the concept of like free will and predestination. And so predestination is the idea that like you either are chosen by God or you aren't. And you can do nothing to change that. And then free will is that, well, you can choose whether or not you want to choose God. Which makes sense initially, other than the fact that he already has a list. And if you're not on the list, you can't choose him. But then they added in the concept of irresistible grace. Oh, Which is where if God has you on the list, you will choose him. You have free will still, so you can like choose not to, but eventually you will choose him. And I just remember as, like, a 16-year-old being, like, like looking at my Bible study teacher and being, like, make it make sense. I don't understand. You are talking only in extremes, but you're saying both are true, and I don't understand what that means. And the answer I continuously got was, well, we're humans. We just can't understand it. His ways are higher than our ways. Yes. Yep. Well, turns out I'm going to be human my whole life. So if I don't understand it, I don't want to deal with it. Like, I just, that's not a good answer. That's not an answer. Yeah. Just tell me you don't know. (laughs) Predestination and free will. Because we, at my Bible school, we all had to take the one semester of theology. Mm -hmm. And our class, I mean, don't worry, this happened to every class. Every class just got into it. Because one, you think you're right. You're a bunch of hot-headed college kids. right, right. Also... Both, every professor, we had professors on both sides of the line, but like, something really no intoxicating one, no one actually, someone in the classroom. yeah, but also, no one actually knows the answer, so no. it's one of those, like, you all come out on top, because you still think you're right. Yeah, so it's one of those, I get needing to discuss the topic, but like, rather than being like, here's one morsel of food, fight over it, like, <laughs> there's a healthier way right. to do how this. do we, well, and it's interesting, too, because I look back now, and like, that, at, at no point in, like, my church experience or my, like, religion experience, was I ever modeled how to, like, appropriately have discussions where I didn't agree with the other person. And so, like, later in life, that was still an issue because for the longest time, like, I think, to be honest, that probably contributes a lot to me being an Enneagram 8. I still struggle to, like, soften the blow when I fight with someone because, like, in that setting, it was, like, my way or the highway. And so, like, that has informed how I approach the world. Like, have I figured out how to be honest without being an asshole? Absolutely. But I think watching so much of that happen when I was younger is, like, why that is my approach to arguments now. Yes, I, I can see that. Now, now I think in some ways, especially when it comes to this, I'm like, nope, I am going to be an asshole because, like, I'll talk to you about this. And I will talk religious drama with people, but I'm not here to talk, like, religion anymore no. with people. No. But, like, I have my aunt. Like, that was, like, too, something that came out through a couple conversations because people are like, well, I guess I need to think on that. I guess I need to, like, talk to my therapist or I need to talk to somebody else and get some ideas. And I'm like, I've been dealing with this right. for so long. Like, I have answers. Lucky for you, I've been doing that. Yeah. Also, someone asked me a question and said, will I like the answer? And I said, I don't know, but you want to know. You right. want to know You either want to know or you don't. The, like, don't ask a question you, if yeah. you don't want to know there's if you don't like it. There's a part of you that wants to know an answer to why I'm kind of the way I am and why I walked away. And, like, you, you're going to have to realize you probably aren't going to like the answer. Right. Like, you're asking that you aren't going to like the answer. And I think the root of that, no matter, like, what the scenario or who's asking, is, like, they're afraid the answer is them. Because they've done something. And, like there's a reason that they're worried about that. And it's like, so maybe you should be interrogating your own behavior instead of mine. I would argue from my past religious thing, if that is your thought, if you're asking somebody a question, you're kind of afraid of the answer because, like, you're afraid it's you. Part of you. You you played, you oh, are part absolutely. of the problem. You are part absolutely. of the problem, so you need to come to yes. terms with that. Yes. Yeah, I think we're saying the same thing in different ways. Yes. Yeah. But no, I was just saying, I think if you're going to answer that, you have to, yeah, you do have to get some Right. Because I think at some point, all of us have to come to the realization that in someone's story, we did fuck up. Right. And we were the bad person. Right. And we did do something. And 
we, um, at least you take responsibility. I'm not someone who says you always need to forgive somebody. You always need to apologize. No, Cause I think sometimes too, there's that like, all right, it was years ago, but just even being like, all right, you're right. I did do that, but I'm not that and person I think anymore. I think there's a lot of value in like, there are people that I would say I've like, not forgiven, but I'm like, that happened. That's fine. I'm acknowledging it, whatever. If they walked into my house right now, I'd be like, get the fuck out. I have no interest yeah. in seeing you. Like, and so I think another thing that was like so hard for me to learn was like this idea that like, you don't have to forgive and forget and just like turn the other cheek and the 18,000 other Bible verses yeah. that were quoted at us when we were children. Um, it's okay to like, not like someone because of something they did. It's really fine. You don't have to no. repair that. You no, you don't. I know like her younger man's like, oh, we want to have like reconciliation for everyone. And it's like, no. No, no, it's just, we're human. It's physically impossible to right. be okay with everything. Right. So. And you should not be trying to force yourself to do that. Yeah. That'll just be even more. Yeah. <sighs> that's the, that's yep. the, yep. that's the official podcast stance on that. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, it's so interesting. Like, I feel like I sit in my therapy sessions now and it's like, I bring a random problem or question or I'm like, this is really bugging me. And my therapist is like. So, like, how does that, like, relate back to, like, your upbringing? And I'm like, can we not go that deep into it? Because sometimes I just, like, want to forget that part, you know? Mm-hmm. I did come to the realization that I don't constantly need to dismantle everything I learned from my Christian days. I don't need to dissect everything. Right. Some things are just going to be there, and they're going to parallel path my life now. Right. And the best thing I can do is realize when they're potentially creeping in. Right. And then decide, is this something I do need to dissect? Is this something I potentially want to keep? Or is this something that I can just throw away and say, at this point in my life, don't even need to deal with this. There's no point in wasting time on this. Right. And we're just going to keep moving. Yeah. I think my approach is more from the standpoint of like, I don't look at it as like I'm, there are things I'm going to ignore. It's like, what is still impacting my life today? Like when I'm 60, something might happen where like a random thing that has never come up before this that I learned in my childhood will like resurface and I'll be like, where the fuck did that come from? That's fine, but it's like my approach is more like how do I tackle each of these things in like the order of impacting my life? And so like I think with boys too, but especially with girls, like purity culture is a big one and so like like I mentioned earlier, like moving up, I've lived with partners before. I lived with two fraternities in grad school. I still have like a twinge of like, I should not be living with men. Like before I'm married, even though I have literally no timeline for that, my current relationship, like genuinely. So it's just like trying to like interrogate the things that I've learned and internalized that actually impact my daily life um, and addressing those rather than looking at all of it as a whole and being like, oh my God, I literally can't do anything. This is just like there. But, yeah. yeah. I had to, I guess I had to do that in some ways with like, oh, I'm having sex. I'm having right. gay oh, sex. Oh God, yes. Like, not yep. that it really matters. It's still, right. I'm trying to get away from saying like, it's gay sex is one thing I'm trying to work on. Right. With. Like, I'm having sex and I'm just like, and there was a part of me I think for a while, like, you're still going to burn in hell. Like, that voice was still there. And then I finally was just like, but I'm not. And I think for people who are maybe dissecting stuff, like, that voice doesn't go away overnight. Like, no. it takes time. But, like, I'm okay with it right now. I still have certain gay Christians that I loosely follow on social media. And some of them are, like, trying to make a strong point of, like, really the whole idea of a virgin and, like, purity culture. Like, yeah, like, virgins existed and, like, women were traded for property. But, like, there's really nothing in the Bible that doesn't say that you can't have sex before marriage. There's, like... They're doing this. I don't we're need still, to do that work. We're still putting a lot of stock in a book that just like yeah. has never been updated. And it's like, regardless of what they meant, there are still people, unfortunately the majority of people, who are following that to the letter, and that is where the issue lies. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what, I don't I don't personally need to dissect this anymore, but yeah, I am out here, I'm having sex before marriage, and I'm I'm having sex with men, and I don't care anymore. Like right. there's no crazy religious hang up. Yeah. And the flip side of what people want to say, well, how big is God's grace then? Is it really as big as you say it is, or is it Guess not? Guess we'll find out. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other topic. Is God's grace really infinite, and is it really 
for everyone and is it really Which unconditional or is it that was like another thing as a teen when I like really started thinking about this shit I was like if somebody murders 30 people I don't want them to be forgiven I don't care what the circumstances are maybe I'm very black and white in that sense but like you are a terrible person you like God does not need to forgive you and don't tell me that like that's the same thing as me lying about who stole someone's lunch like because did you ever give you that like graph of like the things where it's like god sees all sin the same so murdering 30 people is the same as lying are you fucking serious are you serious that is awful that is that is an awful thing to tell children that is an awful thing to tell anyone Ugh, no it really is no yeah so basically if you murder 30 people i don't think you should be forgiven and i think you should go to hell so like i will go on the record saying that there we go (laughs) You heard it. Not arguing first. with you. Right. Just like, no yeah, one else yeah. has ever had this opinion. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think that's all I have to say on this topic for today. I was going to say, I have much more. Well, but yeah. yeah, We'll try to keep this at a reasonable time for everyone. But that's I like where we went today because we yeah. hinted at this. We've touched on it a little bit, but right. really jumping into it today, This could like so. probably genuinely be a podcast just about us like deconstructing random shit. It might be. We Those always do have it. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I've moved on. So I like, again, that's where I think where I was coming up with, like, I'm going to always deal with religious trauma, but like, yeah, I don't want to talk religion with you. I don't want to like right. make my whole life about something that I've walked away from. I'll talk religion with people. I just, they should know to be prepared when I start like asking questions they don't want to answer. Here's the deal. I feel like I could also demolish people too with those. <laughs> I just, I don't care to anymore. Like, I don't right. care to engage with you. I meant to go fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have better things to do with my time. I have better things to do. <laughs> but yeah, since neither of us are reading the Bible anymore, uh, Matt, what are you <laughs> reading or watching this week? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I watched Ashley Gavin's uh, comedy special. She has one on YouTube. Okay. It's actually really good. I just love her juxtaposition of, because she's a lesbian, dealing with that in comedy and, like, how she tells jokes. And she does a really great job of that with being so funny. Because if you know her from TikTok, she does a lot of crowd work and a lot of roasting people. Okay. There's actually some controversy. I guess at one of her shows recently, she got a little too mean with somebody with trying to roast them. Did come on, did a post of, like, an apology, an official apology. I haven't actually seen what happened. I've been debating if I really need to know what happened. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it came out, I actually came out with an apology. I watched that. I was like, do I really need to dig any deeper? Um, she was literally just like, yeah, my, like, kind of trauma, my process got in the way, and I'm very sorry for that, for that person. So, and then I was like... Well, if she's sorry and someone did get hurt, do I need to go back and rewatch this? Like, do I need right. to expose someone else's things? Uh, when it comes to the reading front, our uh, book club for this next month, I didn't miss last month, but I got an audio book coming. So it's called Immortals by Chloe Gong, I think it is, but it's an Anthony and Cleopatra retelling. And the description just said salacious. So I was like, okay, let's like... <laughs> Let's check this out. But I've been realizing I don't really like retellings. Like, the Song of Achilles, while beautifully written, didn't, like, embellish the story enough for me. Didn't really give me Achilles and Patroclus like I wanted. Right. The first book, In Neon Gods, was also very disappointing. Okay. Um, Hades and Persephone retelling. Uh, the only those, retelling... Those can be... Yes. The that, is, that is the one like, story I feel like always gets fucking butchered. Yeah, also, like, it could be better. I like doing her own Wicked Beauty, which was the Helen Patroclus Achilles retelling. That one was fun, but also it was like, uh, I will say, I'm just doing this for a couple of my friends, but maybe the only good retelling out there was Romeo and Juliet in the form of Twilight. That exists. Twilight is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet. I mean, I didn't like them you to begin with, but now I know. really know. <laughs> also, for the record, like, I, Twilight's just... That is such a shitty retelling of Romeo and Juliet. My God. But it is also such a shitty book and shitty movie oh, that, like, it's, it's so bad. bad, it's so good. So, like, don't get me wrong, it's not like it's my favorite, but I have some friends who absolutely love Twilight, and 
Alan dodged them because I will say this: we watched well, Twilight think, and listen, Shrimps one year, was, and it was mm, amazing. Was I with you that time? No, you were not. Okay, for that one. Um, my thing is, I think I could have gotten behind it if Bella wasn't the most insufferable main character I've ever read, ever. And then the actor was somehow worse than my mental image of Bella, which Kristen Stewart right now love her. You do your thing, boo. But like, holy fuck, she was so bad. Well, do you know why she was slightly insufferable and didn't really have any personality? So that girls reading the book could project themselves onto Bella. You know, I would love to think that totally explains all of the horrible things in those movies, but it doesn't. But I will take that. Okay. We might have to have, we actually might have to have some friends on and do a whole Twilight episode. We might, because we, I also have a Twilight drinking game for the entire series. Matt failed to mention this. Oh, um, yeah. We're, we did this. Did we? We did, yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah. I think, I so I have one for the whole series. I think we only did the first one. Oh, okay. That might be it. But yeah, you black out, so. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's, the first movie is the worst. The other ones are fine, like, in terms of, like, drinking levels. But the first movie, yeah. There's not a lot salvaging that. Whoever decided that that entire thing should be shot in, like, a high school with fluorescent lighting needs to get a new job. So. Um, and then I have one other thing, and it's a reading and watching thing. The trailer for Red, White, and Royal Blue dropped last week. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. For this movie to come out. Like, Should don't I know get me what wrong. this is? So Red, White, and Royal Blue is where the son of the first woman, President of America, starts dating the Prince of England. Okay. And it's so good. So I read the book, I think a year, no, two years ago. I did re-listen to the book on audiobook at like two times the speed, so I finished it within a 24-hour period of re-listening it, so I'm like caught up and ready okay. to go. Um. Don't get me wrong, they're already, they've already butchered so much stuff, so I am going to look at them, like, kind of separate or whatnot, but I am very just excited to see this. Also, because uh, Taylor is a card Perez who plays the president's son, I did get drunk Saturday night with two bottles of wine and watch The Kissing Booth 2, because that was, like, his first major movie. It's <laughs> a rough movie. Also, Joey, okay, Joey Lee's <laughs> also in no, it, she's and great. She's just in the music video with Taylor Swift, so I was just like... I was home alone, and I just went down memory lane, and I won't say, there are some other things that happened that night, too, but I'll just leave it at that. Listen, that, that is a great, like, feel-good movie. It was, but no. Red, White, Red, Blue, I have watched the trailer and trailer over again. Also, okay, the next 15 seconds, I am going to spoil something, so if you want to skip ahead, skip ahead, like, 30 seconds. Are you There's spoiling this... the kissing booth? No, Red, White, and Red, Blue. <laughs> oh, I was like, dude, yeah, just so, go. <laughs> so, there is a uh, polo scene. In the book and in the movie, you see part of the polo scene and then you see them t- the two talking and the president's son goes, or the prince of England goes, um, are you hungry? And the president's son goes, I could eat. Well, in the book, during the polo scene, the president blows the prince. Like, he takes him into a little, like, riding closet or something with the horse things okay. and blows him. So there's this TikTok where, like, they she goes, and this girl cuts in and goes, um, sir, didn't you just eat? So... <laughs> Like, I know, I also, if you're listening to this and you haven't read the book, you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But yes, there is this, the, I'm just really hoping that they have the blowjob, and then it does lead to, like, could you eat? Because he did just eat him, so. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, the. Uh, that, that would be, that, that, would be over, crimin- so. that would be criminal to waste a line like that. And not have this. Yeah. Also, for the record, and I know, too, a lot of people were confused, like, it does have an R rating. Like, the book is, the book doesn't get, like, into the details of the sex but, but it they, says they like, he sucked his dick yeah they okay. imply blowjobs a lot oh they imply it well they let you know it's blowjobs and they let you know when they're doing anal like there's there's plenty of details to know exactly what's going on so there should hopefully <laughs> but be your imagination there's a lot of sex in the book there's hopefully a lot of sex in the movie um so yes that is my derail of i'm so excited about red bright and royal blue and cannot wait for august 11th on amazon prime not yeah. a sponsored ad <laughs> Or oh it can be. It's it fine. Can be. Maybe we'll get paid for this one of these days. Mm, probably not. But. So yeah, that was my crazy rant. Autumn, what what culture are you reading, watching, listening? I don't jump listening. between things as often as you do, so I feel like my shit is always like boring compared to yours because I focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> I can. Because <laughs> my ADHD brain is like, if you do too many, you will mix up all of these stories and then you will not know what's going on. So... Um, I did just like finally finish my first audiobook, which I think I mentioned last week. 
Um, it was called Verity, which is that Colleen Hoover book that I told you about. I don't know if I'll read any of her other stuff because I don't know that it's going to be the same caliber of like suspense that this one is. But like, holy shit, I, my one thing is I wish I had read it normally because I would have read it like cover to cover in like a day. Um, but I was like, I have these credits to use up. I'm going to try audiobooks. So like, if you're going to read that one, definitely read it yourself because I think your internal narration will be better than the voice of the person who's reading half of the book because she really made me want to jump out a window. But um, that uh, is not often that like, a book totally takes me by surprise. Um, and this one, I was not sure what was going on the entire time. Like, thought I knew, and then every time I thought I knew, something else would come up, and I'd be like, nope, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So, that was really good. Um, and then, ironically, uh, somewhat in line with what we talked about earlier in this episode, so Nate and I are currently going through, we have like a list of just like, like classic movie recommendations that people have given us. Um, and so we've been working through this, and this last week we watched Spotlight. Do you know what that is? Yes. Um, so essentially it's a movie about, I don't remember where this was, but it's it's a segment of a newspaper that is investigative in nature. And so they all they do, the four of them, is like investigate random shit that happens. I think it's Boston. Isn't it Boston? I think you're right. And it's the Boston area. Um and so a uh, new editor comes in and is like, hey, this thing just happened. I think there's a story here. It has to do with the Catholic priests of the area. And so essentially they start doing a deep dive into allegations of abuse against the Catholic priests. Um, and it ends up being the mu- a much bigger story than they're anticipating. Like, definitely not going to give you any more detail than that because, like, one, it's very accurate um, I did some research afterward because I was like, what the fuck? Um, and to Spotlight, I guess, is like, because I did not know what this was beforehand. Um, but I was listening to a podcast today and they mentioned it. Spotlight is like known for their like deep dives into things. And so um, that was like very up their alley, but that was one of their bigger stories apparently. So that was a surprisingly good movie. It's uh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh my God, I can't remember the other girl. Rachel McAdams? Rachel Adams? Rachel, okay. I know there's a few, yeah, very good names in that movie. Yeah. When no, out, it's so I funny because we, it, so. I, afterward, I was like, all right, this movie's like weirdly accurate. So I looked up, oh, I actually just remember something else I watched. I looked up um, the actual people who were like on Spotlight, and most of the characters are like spot on, like accurate to what <laughs> the people looked like. I was like, oh my God. Um, but right before that, I, I'm just on a, a binge of this kind of thing, apparently. I watched that Inventing Anna. Um, I think it's H... No, Hulu? Hulu series? It's oh, like a limited yes. series. Yeah. That shit was wild. And then I looked that up, and that series is also really accurate. Um, I'm not going to tell you anything, because, like, quite frankly, if you if you saw any interviews with that girl, that Anna... Her license starts with D. I don't know. If you saw any interviews with her, just know that the girl who portrays her in the series, like, nails her mannerisms perfectly. It is wild. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I highly recommend I know, that I know a lot about the Inventing Anna, because when it came out, I listened to a lot of recaps and stuff, mm-hmm. and I was a fan of this book. Well, it's kind of like what... Uh, well, I mean, it's based on a true story. So, yeah. like, theoretically, you kind of know what happens, but I can tell you, she's sold the rights for her story to Netflix for more than she embezzled. So, (laughs) I guess if anyone won here, it's Anna, unfortunately. But, yeah. Working. Yeah. Well, your thing about, like, Spotlight reminds me of, uh, what is it, the the Hillside documentary where they're, like, they set out to tell one story and then it just goes into crazier stuff. Or, um, Tickly. Oh, my God. Please never watch that documentary. Just don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself. Especially if you live in Muskegon, don't do it. You won't like what you find. You won't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what are we drinking today, man? I'm drinking. It's a fun story about this wine. Uh, this is a red artist's blend that is served at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. 
So there's a red and a white. I don't. I was actually gonna do more research on all the wines served at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, but I don't know if those, these people have like an exclusive like thing on it. But this is the red wine that is served at the uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, which I won because at our pre-shift earlier this week we were we always like taste one wine, and our manager poured a bottle some and said, "All right, whoever can guess this, guess it." It's red. Someone else had already been guessing. I walked up late, took one sip, and was just like, it's this wine. And everyone's just like, why? And my manager's like, how did you know? And I'm like, I know why. I saw the bottle. No, I'm just kidding. No, I actually, <laughs> surprisingly, I did not see the bottle. Uh, I had no idea we were even doing this. I was busy with something else. But I was like, I told you, I work for a place that really does, like, sells a lot of wine. Like, I know my wines. I love wine. I will go out of my way to know this stuff. So, as part of my prize, because I had my eye on this bottle. Of getting this Screen Actors Guild Award red. This try, might be so. my favorite that you brought home. This one is really good. It is delicious, so. And our house has been cooking lately, so I had wine the other day that was like well above room temperature, so I yeah. threw this bottle in the fridge to keep it cool. Dude, I've eaten like all my up. pasta now because I don't want to do anything in the oven. <laughs> I need to eat some. I've been, if I'm using the oven, Does I your new place have air? I don't think so. But also, but I don't you think. Have, you have two windows, don't you? Or do you have one? I have one. But at the same time, like, I feel like that house is not as hot as our house gets. Like In our house, it's, like, weird. It's, like, the first floor will get hot and the second floor is fine. Or the first floor is fine and the second floor is burning. Yeah. There's, like, no in between. I don't understand all the houses. No in between. Um, also, to go along with our wine, I also got some truffles at work the other day. Because I was just got a whole ass box I got a whole box. Yeah, I already ate two of them. Well, that's fine. Well, we have a chocolate one, and then this month's flavor is an orange creamsicle. Okay. Tastes exactly like your childhood. Okay. Generally, you seem weird about this. No, I just... I don't know. I guess I should go grab the knife so we can cut them. Yeah. I'm not prepared They're pretty. to this thing. Well, we can also cut out the noise of us chewing, because I know that drives some people insane. Nathan. Did you know it's like technically like a scientific term for that of like yes. people hate? Yes. And I learned about that listening to the Lost Culturistas podcast. Nice. This one was like, yeah, I couldn't stand you. They're like, I can't stand the sound of people chewing. I feel that way more often. Not, and this is not even me being an ass way about people breathing. Like some people just breathe really fucking loud, and I'm like, can you stop? And then I'm like, I can't just. Don't be a breath. Don't be a mouth breather. Yeah. All right, Matt. What are you experiencing right now? Nice cold truffle. Tastes exactly <laughs> like an orange creamsicle. Can confirm. Yeah, it does. Like, I enjoy it. No, it's good, for sure. I wasn't expecting it to be that accurate, to be honest. All right, and what's the, what did you say this other one was? Dark chocolate. Your standard or chocolate. Uh, speaking of orange creamsicle... The other summer flavor for Vibes Only Blowjob Gel is Orange Cream Sickle, and I was nope. laughing nope. so hard. Goodbye. Supposedly the flavors are limited release, so I don't know if I'll ever get Vanilla Frosting back. I just I need, I I just need not back. the one you gave me. Also, the dark chocolate's good. Okay, dark chocolate is always a good, good bet. What the hell just happened? Sorry, I'm checking my phone and they just rearranged how the message app looks on iPhone and I don't like it. No thanks. That's why I never update anything. I didn't. It just automatically updated. Screw this. Alright. Oh, let me clear my throat out. But yeah, red wine with uh, some truffles on a wonderful afternoon. It's only 85 in here. <laughs> only! <laughs> Alright, we've got our tarot reading coming up. Also, on Monday, the 17th, it's a new moon in Cancer, so... For those of us who don't know what the fuck that means... Cancer's a water emotional sign. There's going to probably be heightened emotions, but new moons are a good time for new beginnings, such as I'm getting a new asshole on the same day. And I'm getting a new house. <laughs> yeah, I Maybe. I haven't done. I It'd be just great if it was day. the same day. I just looked up the date, so I'm not quite sure what the new moon can Wait, actually, is, I won't but... even be in town. I hope it's not that day. I hope Nathan has to wait another week. <laughs> 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 I regret everything I said previous. Yeah, uh, no, new moon, new asshole, so. That's supposed to be your tagline for the rest of the year. <laughs> just the rest of the year. 
Asshole. The only thing is, I, I know it takes a couple weeks to kick it and actually work, so we'll see. We'll, we'll just, again, if this is the summer of getting What does off. working look like in this scenario? Is that a weird question? No, because a lot of people have been asking, so I think a lot of people think... I also think, since your doctor explained the details of whatever you got last time I drove you to me, I now I'm like, okay, well... So, normally I think people think of Botox and how it smooths out your wrinkles and stuff. So, like, in that same sense, it does paralyze the muscle. Okay. The whole point is to make your asshole a little looser, because when your asshole's too tight, that's when you get the hemorrhoids, the anal fissures, this. So, by loosening the muscles, your bowels can more freely So, it's not not necessarily that, and this may be part of an issue, but it's not necessarily that your bowels are working incorrectly, it's that your asshole won't let it out. Yeah, sometimes. Or it's, oh. like, too tight. Also, like, because uh, I when I first learned about this, like, one of the reasons Botox is used is, like, so some people do just have a naturally tighter asshole. And so too tight's not good enough thing because, like, things need to be released from there. This feels ripe for a joke, and I can't even uh, There's so many jokes. Because I'm just, like, picturing buttholes now. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as I guess uh, next week I might have some more info on an update. But we'll see what happens. All right. Oh. All right, guys. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So this says death. Um, this man has very large balls. His penis is also large, like the shaft itself, but his balls, weirdly large. Um, I'm hoping these aren't his bones on the outside of his body, but he has what looks like an eight-pack, and this horse looks pissed. He's holding a heart in one hand, and honestly, the other thing kind of looks like a penis. Is that what it is? Or are you just nodding at nothing? No, I'm nodding because we, I think we had this card a couple weeks ago, so it's just funny getting you doing it again. I think this is the card Annie had. Maybe? I can't remember. Anyway. Or did Marissa have this one? I forgot. I feel like we did this I, one. I don't know. Already not, so no, I've I'm just... already forgotten everything. As soon as I end this podcast episode, I'll forget everything that I've said today. Um, I don't know. Quite frankly, uh, I think everyone should stay away from men with gigantic balls this week. Um, But maybe like ride a horse. That horse is cute. You're supposed to save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look like the kind of cowboy I want to ride, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're like save a save a cowboy, ride a horse. I mean, you're not wrong. He also has so many abs going on and there, stuff. Like, the it's all up, are big. Like, I'm like, what? That. How did you get muscles that low, you know? But yeah, just uh, the dad. It's let some old cycles disappear. Let some new things, like a new moon or a new house or a new asshole, come into fruition. <laughs> and if you're letting a new relationship bloom, just uh, make sure it doesn't have big balls. Yep. So that's, my, that's my only criteria. So just just ask him. Like, the right. first question, how big are your balls? Can I just hold them in my hand really quick yeah. just to measure, you know? If you need two hands for that, you might not, That's that. too much. Too much. <laughs> no, just, just one hand for the balls. Be able to yep. cup them. Cup yep. them a little yep. bit. Yep, you need them both in one hand. Both in one hand. We like this. Great rule of thumb. All right, everyone. Well, this is Matt. And this is Autumn. Thanks for listening to... Getting Getting stiff. stiff.